Hello, I'm your host, Charmaine, and welcome to Beautiful Gems. Yeah, you know, what I'd love to get into is, you know, without you so much sharing, let's say, a specific story, because you gave us some great examples. Thank you for that, because that gives context, right? And you Mm -hmm. are a storyteller. Yes, Mm -hmm. you are. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think it would be nice to know, like, how can you give us an example of how you purposefully do introspection? Mm. Okay. Um, I'll say it this way. So here's the thing. (laughs) I love it. Here's the thing, right? Um, it typically happens in moments of great crisis or great joy, Mm. um, or generally great emotion, but I'm going to start with crisis. Um, it's hard to do it without giving, giving an example. Well, if you feel, if, if you feel that you want to share, yeah, I'll share. You can. Yeah, I'll share. Um, about five years ago, maybe it's been a little bit more than five years. Feels like five. My mother had uh, breast cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, no, my bro- mother was diagnosed with breast cancer and I had to uh, be there with her while she was going through her treatments. And thankfully she's, she's fine and everything's okay. But she had to have a double mastectomy and chemo and radiation. Mm-hmm. And um, in those, and there were moments when she would be um, in a lot of pain. And instead of um, showing her that her pain was upsetting me, right? You, I became stoic. Right. Right. I became a rock for her. Right. right. I become sort of like, listen, we're going to get this okay. These are the appointments, and, be- and you become this person. And I became very stoic and very sort of, I wouldn't say guarded, but solid. Um. But on the inside, I started a a chain of introspection and it was very intentional. One, it starts with this. Here's Here's how it goes. Follow me on this introspection train. I'm sitting here trying not to cry. Why am I trying not to cry? This is my mother. She has known me my entire life. What is preventing me from sharing this part of myself with my mother? The answer comes, I want to be a good son. I want to make sure that she has somebody strong. Okay. Good for you. You're an ally to yourself because that's a good answer and it makes sense. And, you know, um, you should sort of love yourself for being the good son that you are in that way, small way. Right. Part two of the introspection is, is that enough? Am I a good son for being completely stoic and getting the job done? Or am I making her and myself, am I doing us a disservice by not sharing completely in her pain with her? Mm -hmm. Am I doing her a disservice? And am I doing myself a disservice? I should be able to share my pain with people who love me. 
why am I afraid of sharing my pain? And I start writing these things down, right? You get, I, I was in the uh, chemo waiting room. They happen to have, a, I asked the nurse, do you have a pen and paper? And you just start sort of free, free, free forming thoughts, right? You sort of outline these things. Some people do it in music. Some people do it in poetry. It becomes writing for me, kind of like a story, right? As I'm doing right now. Um, the enemy, part of the introspection comes in where it ultimately comes down to a question of self-worth. Am I good enough to see her through this? If she doesn't make it, have, was I not good enough as a son? What, how am I, how can I do this? How can I fix this? Right. And I become my own enemy because it, it, it's, it's out of my control. Right. So in that way, you're sort of, I put a lot of self-blame and self-doubt. And that's another thing. You sort of identify the, the emotion. You get down to the nitty gritty. Why am I feeling this way? Why, what, what's causing this? Where is this coming from? Where did that thought come from? And you start writing down, okay, self-blame, shame, doubt, enemy, right? So you can frame these in a lane, and then you start making columns. And if I had the tool, if I had the the um, the thoughts as you the um, categories as, as you put them, I might have made columns: one for ally, one for enemy, one for enemy, one for unbothered, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a part of how I do the introspection. Is it it become it comes at a moment of great crisis? I listen to my inner workings. Sometimes it, it becomes a pit in my stomach where I'm like, oh my God, something is going on with me. This is affecting me in some way. I don't even know quite what the emotion is, but I have to sit with this. I have to write this down. I have to like really delve into this because there's something about this that's causing this. And you have to listen to yourself. It's, it's intuition. You really have to listen to yourself. Correct. Um. And then just very quickly, um, in moments of great crisis and great joy, right? The greatest joy, one of my greatest joys of of the last three years was meeting my friend Charmaine. And I mean, for for, for the minors who are uh, friends with Charmaine and for those of you who aren't, um, Charmaine came at a time in my life where I was at at a job that I wasn't sure about and ultimately didn't serve me well, um, but also at a time in my life where I was stuck creatively um, and spiritually. I needed to do something different. I've always been an actor. I've been doing that for a long time, and I wanted to start a podcast. I had told, told Charmaine about it, and she said, oh, God, listen, do it. Do it. <laughs> said, well, you know, I don't even know what it would be about, et cetera, et cetera. And um, ultimately, I did it. Charmaine was my first guest, um, and she's been a source of inspiration and sort of a, what's the word I'm looking for? An objective marker for me. Hmm. She will tell me like it is. <laughs> and um, one, of the, one of my greatest joys about um, the last three years has been Consistently being a friend to Charmaine and being and feeling like she regards me as a very good friend. Because if Charmaine can regard me as a good friend, then my <laughs> introspective enemy at my worst and darkest moment 
when I'm saying, how can I be a good person to anybody? In my worst and darkest moment, Mm -hmm. I have joy, an objective marker outside of me that says, you know what? If Charmaine can be my friend and and thinks I'm a good person, then there must be something to it. And there's a light. There's a light out there that pulls me out of this uh, introspection, enemy, dark place. And it's one of my great joys. And the, 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 the introspection that comes with that great joy is, how can I replicate that? How can I be a Charmaine to other people out there? And it, 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 it's, it's such a, a wonderful and lovely way to live. If more people could, could have somebody that said, like a mentor or like a, a, just a, a, a good source of light out there, and you say, you know what, there's one person out there that I would love to be more like then the world would be a better place because people would be aspiring to be something better than themselves. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, Not that you're it, better than me, but... You- no, no, no. I don't think you're saying that at all. No. <laughs> we're, we're just different. And I think, mm-hmm. and, and we're also similar where it counts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we have our similarities. And, and I want to say that I, I feel the same way because you have also um, been a light to me. And here's the thing that's interesting about you. Oh, here's right? the thing. Yes, there we go. You have actually shined light on places of joy mm. for me, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like you're a generally happy person. And I love that, you know, and and I have spent a good part Tell of my enemy. Tell my enemy that. <laughs> Tell your enemy so- that. <laughs> So my my enemy, I'm I'm a a happy person. He gets very sad sometimes, but you know, anyway, anyway. (laughs) But uh, you know, I, I, what, you know, something that you do that I have never experienced with any friend is you will pause in a moment. That's like a really just like happy, blissful, just like a, a, a moment that we're both really enjoying. And you will actually say, let's stop and enjoy this. Mm. I was like, when you first did that, it blew my mind. I said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) This one here, you know, I really, really, really appreciate you, Marquis, just for being who you are. So you're coming on, you know, the phone to speak to Mm -hmm. myself and the fellow miners. I am just like overjoyed that they have gotten a chance to see your light. And I'm sure they're going to see some more over the next few minutes. So thank you. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. And you're definitely, I want to say, shining a light in in a place or an area that Black men need. I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I mean, you are Black man. Um, Mm -hmm. Introspection. You just said that there is difficulty with the language. Right. And Absolutely. so, yeah, if you were to give some type of like context, like if somebody was just starting out, let's say a black man was just starting out in this introspective journey, what would you tell him to start with or what would you tell him to do? Um, I'm going to try to keep this to five things. <laughs> One. Find a quiet place where there is no one there but yourself. Literally no one in the in the immediate vicinity. If it's you're in the room by yourself with the door closed, if it's in your car by yourself, be by yourself. 
with as as alone as you can be. Find a quiet place. Two. If it would help you, and it, this is sort of one A, but if it would help you, fill that quiet space with either more quiet or a sound that would be most comforting to you. If it's your favorite music, if it's um, some people like ocean sounds, some people like the sounds of the city, raise the window, right? Mm-hmm. Find the, the, the sound or lack thereof that would be the most comforting to you. So part one and part two is about putting yourself in your most comfortable place because you're about to go into introspection and you want to be comfortable. You don't want this to feel like a bad experience, especially your first time out, right? Number three, close your eyes and keep them closed. Breathe in, probably three or four breaths. Breathe out, three or four breaths. And just take in the very first thing that comes into your mind. It could be anything. Now that you're alone, and that you are at your most comfortable, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? It could be, I'm hungry. And you think about what you want to eat. And just let the free-form thoughts, number four is let the free-form thoughts flow. Don't let it be about, I got to get to this particular destination. I got I to gotta figure this thing out that's bothering me. Just let the free-form thoughts flow. So flow with me. I'm hungry. What do I want to eat? Well, I'm trying to be my most comfortable, so I want my favorite food. What's my favorite food? Crabs. Crabs reminds me of grandma. Um, You know, I miss grandma. And you just start going down a path, Mm -hmm. right? And you start attaching either emotion, and really number five is either mentally or on a piece of paper, if you have one, mentally, or in your in your head, attach an emotion to each thing that hits. So if the very first strong emotion is grandma, love, write that down. Just write it down, grandma, love, or just have it as a thing. And then you think about grandma, you think about your love, you think about your very favorite memory with grandma and it, and, or your worst memory. It could be a bad memory, right? And it could be grandpa whatever it is, or your, your worst trip where you got hurt on a trip to grandma's. And how did that hurt make you feel? How did that hurt make you feel when you went to the hospital or when nobody took care of you? When somebody told you to get up because it didn't hurt that bad? How did that make you feel? Hmm. Right? And then you attach an emotion to that. So each big thing, you attach an emotion to it. Set a timer if you wish, if it's important, if there's something else you have to do outside, right? But these are the five things. I'm going to go over them again. One, find a quiet place. One A is fill that quiet space with either sound or non-sound, whatever it is. Two, close your eyes. Keep them closed. Three, one, two, A, take a couple deep breaths. Three, um, two or three deep breaths because you're about to go into introspection. Number three, this is the first part of the introspection. Actually, it's all part of it. 
Three, think of the very first thing that comes into your mind, whatever it is. Hmm. Whatever it is. And it, that really just comes down to set no expectation for what the introspection is going to be. Just let it be. Love that. Number four, let the free form thoughts flow. Don't set a destination. Uh-huh. And this is when you're first starting out. And then number five, if you can, if you if you have it available, write down or set mentally those big emotions. Emotions set a set a, a an event, and then an emotion that's tied with it. Mm-hmm. And five A is really set a timer if you need to. So that's what I would say. And the more practiced you become at it, mm-hmm. the more when really something affects you, you can say, "Oh wow, why does it affect me?" Okay, let me do my introspection. Find a quiet place, take a deep breath, close my eyes. You become practiced at it. Mm-hmm. That's so right. that's why I would say. I love that I'm answer. Practiced. I love that answer because there, there's so much in that answer to unpack, you know, unpack. Um, yeah. What, what I would also ask you is now that you have this emotion before we unpack anything, what? Well, actually, that's the very thing we want to unpack. Why, why did you say attach an emotion in step number five, like the big emotions, because now it sounds like we're moving into like deeper introspection here, right? Cause we're starting, starting people out. But now when you get to these emotions as a black man, and I want to say that because there's, there's a particular emotion I, I would love for you to touch on and that's anger. Mm-hmm. What do you do once you identify the emotions, those big emotions? So the original question was about start. Um, what would I say to a, a black man or any person starting out and didn't had never done introspection before? So those are the first sort of five parts of it. Um, the attaching of emotion does lead to lead to a road of deeper introspection, but the idea for beginners is that if you attach an emotion to it, you are starting a language for yourself. You are creating a literal language for yourself so that you can speak to it when other people ask you about it, or you can, it, there's something to it. Mm-hmm. It gives it form, it gives it shape. Yes. So that's, that's, what, that's what attaching an emotion does, right? So, which leads to deeper introspection. Now that you have given it shape and form, Now that you have done that thing, you can either choose to go deeper or say, oh, I like that. I'm going to keep that. Right. Mm -hmm. So if it's grandma's crabs, right, (laughs) that you really love and it's love and grandma, Mm -hmm. right, Uh you could either choose to just live in that happy or say, why do I love grandma and who else do I love because they also love crabs like my grandma? And then, then it becomes a whole different journey. Then you go down, but why else do I love the person? And you just perpetuate that. So that's a way to do it. If it's a good one, if it's a bad one, going to your, to your earlier point about anger. Um, I believe that, um, well, let me say it this way. I've come to believe that um, there is no useless emotion. 
Mm-hmm. There is no um, emotion that um, should be trivialized. There is no emotion that um, we should be suppressing. Um, we just need to identify it, know it for what it is, and know how to manage it or manage around it. Yes. In the case of anger, it's not I'm going to suppress the anger now that I know what it is. I'm not going to talk about it because that only builds. It's not, I don't have a right to feel angry. No, some sometimes you do need to feel angry. And so it's okay. Don't let nobody tell you that you're not supposed to be angry. That's right. Identify it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Especially as a black man. Mm-hmm. But if you have found that the anger is um, a block, because it can be, to um, forward progress or evolution of yourself or your surroundings, or if it's getting in the way of something you're trying to really get to, then you have to, you have to, you can't manage around it. You have to manage through it. (laughs) You can't just say, well, I'm going to dance around. You really have to manage through it. And managing through it means literally dissecting it. What is the cause of that anger? Like really, what is the cause? So here's a, here's a, and permit me, I'm going to, I'm going to go very quickly through this. Here's an example. I'm going to give a blackmail um, example specifically. I, I'm angry. Um, I'm going to say marquee, right? So um, I was angry mm, about a week ago. Yeah, about a week ago, I was in the, in the market, not even a market, like a clothing store. And um person, another black man, hmm. as soon as I walked through the door, came up, followed me. Can, is there anything I can help you with, sir? Followed me through. Now, this is a this is a clothing store, right? And it's a chain. So this is not like somebody trying to be um, helpful. This was to the point of, I know why you're following me. Right. Because I think that I'm going to steal something. Because he hadn't done it to other people, right? So now I'm angry. I'm angry, Marquis, right? And then I'm angry for a couple of reasons. One, of course, I'm angry for being for for being followed in this way. Two, I'm mad at the at the man, the young man, young black man who was following me. And I'm like, what you doing? <laughs> Three, I'm angry at the situation that put him in a position where either corporate or somebody, yeah. his manager, somebody out there told him, listen, when they come in, you got to follow him. Yes. Or I'm mad at his upbringing because I'm like, somebody should have told you, nah, nah, you don't, you don't do that. No, we don't do that to each other. No, no. And so I'm mad at all of it. Right. And how do I manage through that? Right. I have to manage through it, which means I have to dissect those emotions just as I did, or those, those reasons why I'm feeling angry. Mm-hmm. Right. I've dissected them. I ident- identified them. And now the next part of going through that is now what can I do about it? I can't talk to I'm mad about his upbringing, but I can't talk to his parents. Right. Who brought him? Who raised him up? I can't talk to to the <laughs> minors, his minors. I don't know who they are. You know, <laughs> the there. OK, can't talk to them. So. OK, I, well, what do I do about that? Can't do anything. So um, I'm mad at the situation, right, Um, at at corporate. Could I write them a strongly worded letter? I could. But more to the point, 
I could actually talk to the to the manager, right? Or to the young man himself. Those are my options to say, hey, this is this is offensive. Like, don't do this. <laughs> I could do that. So that's an option that's available to me. Right. And so that's one managed through that I've done. And the other, the other thing that I'm mad at is I'm a black man who's being followed, right? In America. Now I'm mad at the whole America situation where why do black men in America have to be followed in the damn store? I'm mad at it. Right. What can I do? What can I do about it? Can I talk to the whole of America? Well, I've got a podcast. <laughs> I love it. I, I can talk one person at a time, but I can't, I can't really manage the whole of America. So that's another place where, you know, either I manage through it, but only to a point where I know I, I can't really do that much about it. But so that I can either speak to the young man, I could leave it alone, or I could talk to the manager. And I talked to the young man. I said, I'm, I'm actually very good. And I want you to know that you following me feels not great. Thank you. And I yeah, like he was like, oh, man, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I know. I know what it's like. I, and so I said, well, if you know what it's like. And he said, all right. All right. And he, you know what it's he, like. Well, goodbye. <laughs> and he walked away. And so I probably came off a little harsh. Right. He probably needed it. But so that, that that is to say that sometimes managing through your anger doesn't always come in a calm tone. Right. Sometimes managing through yeah. your anger really does mean yeah, you need tell to be the firm. truth. Tell the truth. Yes. <laughs> uh, as long as it doesn't harm you, it's OK to. Yes. You know, be a little angry and show that you're angry. You don't have to keep the anger inside. You don't always have to be calm, black man. No, you can express yourself. Absolutely. So, so hopefully that helps. That does help. And oh my goodness, like I love, I love that example because what, what I loved about it the most is, is that it's a black man and a black man. A black man and a black man, a black black man. man. Yeah. In, um, in America. And it's, it's, you would think that you would barely see anything like that today, but you don't know what kind of pressures that young man is under. You brought up a good point. You don't know what corporate is telling the man in order for him to keep his job. So there are so many other factors, even just saying that, like for me, it, it saddens me because you just don't know what position people are in and where they're coming from. Right. You know, his manager could have said to follow you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I'm I'm mad at the management corporate. I'm mad at everybody. But the thing about that is, is that you can be angry and just go all the way off. Right. But, and you could go off, but then you still haven't done the introspective work and say, okay, what, what made me go off? Right. What that's it. You have to really like look at yourself and say, what, what was that about? Why am I angry? Am I, am I really angry at the young man? Actually not. I'm angry at a whole bunch of other things that are associated with him. Mm. But, and I'm angry I'm in the situation in the first place. In the first place. Right. <laughs> but I can't really be really that mad with this man. Yes. Yes. And, 
Yeah. And, you, you know, there, what I love about um, the story as well, too, is that you taught the young man. And I think mm-hmm. as, you know, um, a, you know, older adult who looks so young, you look so young, it's like sick. But, um, you know, he's I'm assuming he was probably like in his early 20s or a teenager or something like that. And late teens, early 20s. Yeah. Right. And so by you understanding who you are, And doing that introspective work in that moment. And I do want to point this out to our fellow minor. The reason why Marquis was able to do that introspection so quickly is because it was a practice. Practice. This is something that you have to keep doing over and over. Like if you want to be good at football, you got to practice football every day. If you want to be good at acting, you got to practice acting. Right. So it's, it's the same type of principle. Right. Where you are practicing these this introspection. So when when something happens and it will happen. Absolutely. That throws you off in that moment, your introspection will kick in that practice. You whipped through that in a few minutes. Like think if you think about how quickly that whole interaction happened and you work through all of that, Mm -hmm. probably like less than five minutes. Because mm-hmm. I don't even see you last in five minutes with that happening, right? So you found a solution. Mm-hmm. You, um, you decided to manage through it, not take it out on the young man. You took responsibility right. for your emotion. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you set an example for that young man. Yeah. Now imagine I mean, if you would have done something even a little bit differently. Let's say you manage those emotions, but you never told the young man and he followed you around and you got pissed and you left. Right. You didn't do that. Right. right? So you con- you kind of like, as they say back in the day, you killed two birds with one stone. You handled what you needed to handle. You express your anger. You said right. you felt like you might have said it a little bit harshly. Maybe, right. maybe not. But he needed to get the point and you needed to express yourself. So in yeah. that moment, I commend you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And the thing about introspection and working through the emotions in that way is that I released it. See, I haven't thought it, about that right there. I haven't thought about it since until you brought it up and I needed to sort of recall it. It, it, it didn't bother me. It didn't phase me. I didn't think. <laughs> and that is huge, 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 huge. I want to point that out because there are some emotions that you hold on to. When you were mm-hmm. talking about your grandmother and her cooking crabs, right? Mm-hmm. You eating them. You hold on to that. That's a, a great memory. That's a great resource, mm-hmm. right? To go back to. But you also are going to come up against emotions that may be difficult to manage. But once you learn how to manage through them, you can release them. Mm-hmm. So that was that was great. Thank you so much for sharing that example. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So one of the one uh, another question I have for you is how long have you been doing introspection? When did you start? When do you remember starting to do introspection? So this is going to sound crazy. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I pray that you build your relationship with God, love yourself unconditionally and put in the work to mine, refine and shine those gems.